It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Thursday the 28th of April. I'm Sophia Franklin. And I'm Laura Cook. Putin warns the West off of interfering with the war in Ukraine. We're not going to boast. We're going to use them if we have to. And a triumph for women's rights in Italy. People are describing it as a a little revolution, which uh, I think it, uh, it probably is in reality. The Times Daily World Briefing. As heavy rain lashes down on the southeast of Ukraine, Russian forces are slow to progress in their planned capture of the Donbass region. But Western officials believe that in four to six weeks, the Kremlin's fighters will have encircled it. The UK's foreign secretary has warned the war could last for five to ten years and that the Russian president could potentially invade neighbouring countries. People in Ukraine have been sheltering in temporary accommodation since the war began. And this news of potentially a decade like that will no doubt be terrifying. The Times of London's correspondent Richard Spencer is in Dnipro, reporting from a metro station where 800 people have been living for weeks. I hate to say this, but there's a kind of zombie movie feeling about it. You go down into this basement and there are just these, uh, you say, hundreds of people just sleeping, lying in their uh, sleeping bags or under their blankets on the platforms, on the steps down to the platforms, you know, um, by the turnstiles, huddled up in their greatcoats and um, sitting there just passing time, doing their knitting, chatting, um, and it's, it's, you know, under this very sort of yellowy neon light, um, it's a pretty uh, extraordinary scene. Vladimir Putin has warned that any threats made by countries interfering in his country's invasion of Ukraine will be met with a lightning-fast reaction. If anybody intends to interfere uh, from outside into the events, they must know the following. And if they create strategic threats for us which are unacceptable to us, they must know that our response... Uh, our retaliation to those uh, attacks will be very fast. We have all instruments for that, such instruments uh, as uh, nobody can boast. And we are not going to boast. We are going to use them 
if we have to. It comes a day after we reported that Russia cut gas exports to Poland and Bulgaria, a move which prompted the European Commission president, Ursula von der Leyen, to warn the era of Russian fossil fuels in Europe is coming to an end. Gazprom's announcement that it is unilaterally stopping gas deliveries to certain EU member states is another provocation from the Kremlin. But it comes as no surprise that the Kremlin uses fossil fuels to try to blackmail us. This is something the European Commission has been preparing for in close coordination and solidarity with member states and international partners. We will ensure that Gazprom's decision has the least possible impact on European consumers. Dr. Eleanor Bindman is a senior lecturer in politics at Manchester Metropolitan University in the UK. She told Times Radio what we should make of Putin's latest threats. I think there's going to be a little bit of a gap between what he's saying and what he's really able to do in practice. Um, We can see that he's clearly keen to act on these threats when he can. So um, you mentioned there the fact that Russia has just decided to stop gas supplies to Poland and Bulgaria that just happened yesterday. Um, But those countries, at least for now, seem to be kind of taking that in their stride. So I think the threats are one thing, but in terms of what they actually mean in practice, it's not clear that Russia really has the capacity to kind of raise the stakes more than it has done already. As much of the rest of the world learns to live with coronavirus, it's a different story in Shanghai. The Chinese city is currently under the largest citywide lockdown in history, enforced in response to the Omicron variant at the end of last month. 25 million people are trapped in their homes or sleeping on the floor of workplaces with only the internet to voice their frustrations, according to one man living through it. So the stuff that I put on, say, Twitter, you know, of course, isn't censored. um, But for Chinese people, it's much more difficult to communicate, you know, what's going on here. If they post something to Chinese social media, um, you know, it, it will very quickly be censored. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I I think a a real picture from Chinese people um, is is hard to get at this point. That's Don Don Wineland, China business and finance editor at The Economist newspaper, who moved to Shanghai in March. He's been trapped in his hostel room in what he's calling a mass experiment. It's not great, as you might imagine. Um, I have heard lots of comparisons with the UK lockdown. I think this is quite a bit more severe. I can't leave my room um, except for for doing uh, PCR tests. The Times of London reports that within the city there are conflicting reports as to what's happening from the government. One suggestion is that half the city's population has been set free, whilst another claims some communities were being hauled out of Shanghai so areas can be sanitised. It's expected that any criticism of the lockdown on social media will be wiped away in harmonisation, the slang term for state censorship. Meanwhile, some public spaces in the capital of Beijing have been closed and checks stepped up, as most of the city uses mass testing to try and avoid a Shanghai-like lockdown. The city's authorities have locked down a number of residential compounds, office blocks and a university after infections were found. On the way, a court ruling in Italy is hailed a triumph for women's rights and standing over five feet tall and over 30 years old, an unusual bottle of whiskey goes under the hammer. The Times Daily World Briefing.
We move now to Sri Lanka, where protests and demonstrations are continuing as the country is gripped by its worst economic crisis in decades. Food stores are closed as a nationwide strike demands the resignation of President Gotabaya Rajapaksa and his cabinet. The economy has been hit hard by the pandemic and also tax cuts, which have led to dwindling foreign currency reserves and shortages of fuel, food and medicines that have brought thousands onto the streets in sporadically violent protests. Meanwhile, discussions have begun with China about refinancing its debt, according to a cabinet spokesman, with China suggesting that it would prefer to refinance the debt. Last week, Sri Lankan Finance Minister Ali Sabri was in Washington to talk to International Monetary Fund, the World Bank, India and others about the financing help for the island nation. A triumph for women's rights. Babies in Italy will no longer automatically take their father's surname. Before this week, it's been obligatory that any newborn is given its father's name, regardless of the wishes of its mother. But on Wednesday, the Italian Constitutional Court ruled that parents should be allowed to give their child either the mother's surname, father's surname or a combination of both. Philip Willen is a freelance journalist based in Rome and told Times Radio why this is such a radical step for Italy. It is a significant change for Italy, which is a society that has really been dominated by the elderly and by males for decades, if not for centuries. So this is definitely a big step forward for equality and people are describing it as a a little revolution, which uh, I think it, uh, it probably is in reality. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. Now with more on Tyson Fury's retirement, here's Kane Reeves. World heavyweight boxing champion Tyson Fury has dismissed suggestions that he will continue his career in the ring. This is the truth, the gospel truth, nothing but the truth. I'm done. Boxing promoter Barry Hearn said he believed the British champion wouldn't retire if offered the chance to fight Anthony Joshua. Joshua is scheduled for a rematch with Ukraine's Alexander Usyk. But Fury says he's achieved everything he set out to do in his career. I'm happy, I'm healthy, I've got a beautiful wife, I've got six kids. I've got obtain belts, I've got plenty of money. What what more am I doing it for? If Fury stands by his word, then last Saturday's sixth round win against Dillian White will be remembered as his final bout. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. The rapper Travis Scott is set to return to the stage later this year as a headliner for the first time since the Astroworld disaster, where 10 people died and hundreds were injured during a surge as he performed. And one of the events will take place one year and one day since the event in Houston. Scott is currently facing multiple lawsuits after the tragic event last year and was heavily criticised for carrying on his performance as emergency teams attended the scene. He claimed he didn't know fans were injured at the time and said he had been on an emotional roller coaster ever since. The rapper has been announced as part of the lineup for three Primavera Sound Festivals in November later this year. And finally, it's the world's largest bottle of Scotch whisky. It's taller than most men and it's set to go under the hammer. Standing at 5 foot 11 inches tall, the bottle is filled with a record-breaking 311 litres of 32-year-old Macallan. That's the equivalent to 444 standard bottles. 
The Intrepid was distilled in the early days of the Second World War and sat in an oak cask for the better part of a century. It's expected to fetch £1.5 million at auction. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Thursday the 28th of April. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.